Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. As many of you know, I had the opportunity to not only speak, but attend the Celebrate Your Story event by Todd and Sloney this last weekend, and I got to set up and interview many of the speakers and attendees at the conference. So this is going to be one of many bonus episodes from this event. My first guest is Hal Bowman, and he was one of the first people that I met as far as the speakers go at the event, and he was absolutely amazing, provided so much insight, and I told him right away that I need to have him on the podcast. So, without further ado, Hal Bowman. We are at Celebrate Your Story events with Todd and Sloney, and I have an amazing guest with me right now. Hal, I just wanted to have you on the podcast because just the short time that we've talked, I feel like I've gained so much knowledge from you. That means I overshare. That's what that means. <laughs> but I want to bring it to my listeners because you have your own podcast. Yeah. You are rocking it in the educational space, and I cannot wait to listen to you this afternoon. But I also wanted to bring on the podcast because I know that you have so much information for my listeners. So we just tell the guests or my listeners, um, you know, what you're doing in the educational world. For sure, man. I um, I do professional development, and I travel around the country, and I mean, it's all about trying to revolutionize campus and classroom culture in such a way that um, we teachers are reconnected with why they're there and what they really want for their kids, and we can create these places where that school family comes together and place of passion and people feel for full both kids and teachers and community and the parents and administrators right and um man it's just been it's been a wild ride so right now i am the um the founder the present the sole presenter creator custodian uh, everything <laughs> teaching a rock star professional development events and also i have an event called be the one nice. where i um i show up on campus i spend the day on campus and work with some of the leadership uh, alpha personalities in the student body and the classroom teachers and administrators. I mean, it's all about revolutionizing that culture in one day. Awesome. And of course, this event is to celebrate everybody in their journey. So as a leader, how have you progressed in your educational journey to get to the point where you are today? Oh my gosh, dude. You know what I think it is? You know, like, I think I'm just so obsessed with it. I think that's my problem. <laughs> like, you know, I have it's like this nasty addiction Yeah. where like I am... I'm not good at uh, hardly anything because I just focus, like, this is what I'm good at. It's my thing. Right. And I've just been all in from the moment where I got in the classroom and stood before the kids on the first day. Right. And just became, like, on a cellular level, obsessed with how do we do this in such a way that I can have a dramatic impact on the lives of those little people. So for those who haven't heard your podcast, what is the podcast all about? Dude, I'm trying to figure that out. We're in episode 93, and uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. You know what it is? It's just try- I think it's like this. It's hearing the story of teachers and yeah. listening to their journey and what they've gleaned from it. And, and what, you, know, uh, you know what's interesting, man, is everybody that I have, have, have had on that are amazing they're still working on becoming better. Like that's yeah. the one thing they have in common. Yeah. Like they're they're like us, like me, like you, like they're still digging for more. And which is fascinating because they're already great. Sure. And already effective. But that's why. They yeah. can't stop themselves. Like everybody here today. Like that's the thing about you on stage, me on stage. Like we have to admit, we're preaching to the choir. Oh, for sure. They're great. They are great. That, that, that's why they're here. Yeah. Because they're great and they go to this stuff. Yeah. So for those who aren't at this event, what are you going to be speaking about this afternoon? 
I think I'll tell a little bit of my story about why I do it. And, um, you know, like you and I talked about earlier, like you are, you, your thing was just overflowing with great information and useful strategic takeaways that you can use tomorrow or Monday morning. I think what I'm going to do is really uh, talk about my story, which I hope um, will help teachers get reconnected and re-inspired, refueled with their passion. Yeah. And for for what they for what they do. I think at the beginning of the year, the Mexican convocation. Yeah. We're awesome. Dude. Like, we got cheerleaders doing a spirit tunnel, get the band. Right. We got a fourth grade boy saying a pledge for all the teachers when they come. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's great, inspiring. But that wears off. Mm-hmm. But what doesn't wear off is when you can clearly articulate what you want for your kids. What's the real lesson they're going to remember forever? Yep. Why you're there, like why these kids, why this campus, why this content? And the big one we all feel is like, who do I need to be for all that to happen? Right. Because they can't, those kids can't be until they see it in you, and I got to show it if I'm going to grow it in them. And, and I think that might be the, I don't know, like this could this could go off the rails, it could go really bad. But right now, yes. that's what I'm thinking. That's awesome. I love it. That's a great message. So obviously the podcast is about aspiring leadership. So if you were able to just provide one piece of advice for my aspiring leaders, what would that be? Complete, absolute authenticity mm-hmm. in everything. Um, like, you, here's the thing, like in terms of that, we... Um, it's the same thing as teaching, but we have to do it from the from the administrative office, and that is, I gotta be if I want to see that in my teachers. Right. Like you, in every way. Like if you want your teachers to have more interactive classrooms, you better have some interactive after school staff development meetings. Yep. Like you have to show them if you're gonna grow them, right? right. So, so that is one thing. Um, being letting them see how deeply passionate you are, letting them see that emotion. And with that end, to own it when you mess up. Right. Complete 100% ownership, because that's what we want for our teachers. So, and in addition to that, here's a big one I have to try to focus on, is providing educators with the evidence that it's working. What they, what I'm talking about, like the evidence that what they really want is working. I think, yeah. I think we're, so we suck at that. Here's what we're good at. We're, we're good at providing educators with the evidence that our attendance rates are up. Yeah. We're good at providing evidence that our star scores are, are increased. No one signed up for that. Right. We signed up to make a difference in the life of a kid. We need to provide our teachers that are in the classrooms, in the trenches, with evidence that it's working, their lives are being changed. Right? Sure. And if, so if, if you don't have a few kids speaking at every teacher meeting after school, yeah. you're missing out. Yeah, That's so what they need to hear from. Yep. If, if you're not reading a letter a kid wrote to a teacher, because we assign that, we just do yeah. a daily warm-up in language arts right. and read that to the teacher. So if right. you hear, and here's what it does. I'm going to get fired up now, I sweat. So here's what it does, man, is at the end of my Be the One event, that's what it is. I put student leaders and teachers at the same level. And what happens is, because of what I do with the kids, they're going to articulate how their lives are being changed right now in those classrooms. And they're going to tell the teacher, Right to her face. Yep. Here's how my life is better because of you. Yep. And it doesn't happen have to happen that dramatic. It can happen through a letter. It can happen through a message. It can happen with a kid speaking in front of. But here's what it does. What I, what I, what I tell teachers is, you. I think I know this is hard. I know you go home and I worry if, if this is even working. Right. Did they even hear me today? Right. I know you do. 
you've now lost the right to question yourself. That kid just told you. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you, don't, you don't get to worry anymore. Right. You don't get to stress out. You don't get to cry. It's working. He just told you. Mm-hmm. And that right there is such an emotionally powerful moment. Yeah. It puts a teacher on a whole different... You know, I've had experiences, man, where people come up to me in the airport. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Dude, I loved your class. No, no, you didn't. You hate it. No, I love No, dude, you said I hate you. Right. It's me. Right. <laughs> no, it was great. Well, those moments are fun, but that's 10 years after the fact. Right. What's really powerful is the kid who's there today is going back tomorrow and tells you my life is changing right now because of you. Yep. That changes everything for a classroom teacher. Yeah, most definitely. So for my campus, we've started to implement the same thing, like our, our uh, organizations and things that our teachers are on, our committees, we now have student representation, sure, yeah. representation and it has made a dramatic difference because they're hearing it straight from the student's mouth, right? Yeah. Our staff meetings with like, you know, we get the service from our students, but it's another thing to have these, the students in, in the meeting telling them why the data is saying what it is. And we're never going back because we're seeing yeah. the message is now more clear and it's making a, a huge impact with our teachers to hear it straight from the students. So I love all of those things that you said. That's, that's amazing. And we're seeing the same thing on our campus. How, how can our listeners connect with you on social media? Dude, I'm everywhere. Everywhere on every platform is at Hal Bowman. I am um, on the older stuff for old people. <laughs> Whatever your grandma's on, that's what I'm on. So like... You can go to MySpace. I'm probably still there. <laughs> but um, my, my uh, biggest platform is on Facebook. We got about 60,000 over there mm-hmm. at Hal Bowman on Facebook. Or if you want to be real friends, that's the Hal Bowman on Facebook. The Twitter thing I don't understand. And, um, that's <laughs> at Hal Bowman. Instagram, at Hal Bowman. And then um, Pinterest, I think. It, because I do these morning quotes. Yeah. And, um, and I just put those online. But if you go to uh, halbowman.com slash quotes hyphen access do you get that there's 400 of them oh wow yeah all right you're just a wealth of information hyphen access definitely yeah definitely connect with Hal he's amazing I've had the opportunity to speak with him this morning I already feel like I am more inspired because of having these conversations with you so thank you Hal for being on the podcast absolutely brother let's do it again My next guest is Tyson Jones, and he spoke right after my keynote, and he did a great job speaking on happiness. He's an assistant principal in the Dallas area, and this is my interview with him. We're at the Celebrate Your Story event, and I'm here with Tyson, and Tyson, you just had a session. It was fantastic. It was on happiness, but I wanted to have you on here just for a short time to give our listeners just a snippet of what you shared with the Celebrate Your Story event. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So, like you just said, we we talked today about happiness. And the reason that I started researching happiness and really getting into it uh, was because I noticed a trend in education. Uh, We tend to sometimes focus on the negatives. It's a very difficult job, Mm -hmm. a very difficult career field that we're in. And so the whole happiness and positive psychology research shows that we have to make a little bit more effort to choose to see the positives before the negatives. Right. And so I wanted to know a little bit more about how to do that. And so there's ways that you can actually train your brain to see positives before you see the negatives. Uh, and you have to kind of, first of all, list out what those things are, you know, in the workplace, you know, like successes with, uh, you know, kids that you see growth with or teachers that you've been working with that are, that are making good improvements over the fact that, ah, oh, this is going to be a hard task, you know, this kid's 
discipline is out of control or this teacher's never going to get to where I want them to be. When you focus on what the end result that you would like to be, you're a lot more, it's a lot more probable that that is what the outcome will be because you're going to start guiding yourself to those steps to make that happen. Right. And so um, a lot of my talk was about some of Sean Aker's work um, in his book, The Happiness Advantage and Before Happiness, uh, which talks a lot about different strategies to use uh, to make sure that you yourself personally are also supplementing your life with things that are surrounded with with joy, with happiness, whether it be your family, whether it be hobbies and tasks that you like to do. I think a lot of times as educators, uh, specifically administrators, we get really wrapped up in what we're doing and we forget to take care of ourselves in that area. Yeah. So for those administrators out there that maybe aren't feeling like their mental health is in the right spot, they're burnt out, what are some strategies that you would provide to them? I think a lot of times uh, we forget the whole purpose behind the, the, the personal day. Um, so first I would recommend, you know, if, if you're feeling that burnt out or that your mental health is not in a good place, it's time to definitely hit the pause button right. and kind of reevaluate what is the cause behind the, the reason that I'm, I'm feeling this way. Why do I feel burnt out? Why is my mental health not in a good place? Um, and go get, I mean, some help if that's what you need, you yeah. know? Whether that be just take a day or two to relax and kind of reprioritize what you need to be working on. If it's even more serious than that, sometimes uh, maybe take some extended leave, uh, which you know people don't like to talk about. It's right. embarrassing, or it's like ah, I don't want to take a long break. You know, there's too much to do. But when you say there's too much to do, really all you're doing is you're snowballing yeah. the, the hidden problem. Right. And so when you when you hide from it or don't address it, unfortunately, it usually turns into something so big that's either not able to be fixed or gets to a drastic level. So I definitely would say when you notice those signs happening, stop and take care of it then right. while it's still a smaller problem before it gets bigger. Sure. So you're an assist principal now. You've had an amazing leadership journey. Um, you've shared that with the session. Did you always know that you were going to be an administrator? or was, What was the turning point for you where you realized that was your, your journey? You know, in your session, you shared a little bit about um, sometimes we have mentors that really inspire us and sometimes we have ones that don't. And so the very first thing that actually made me think about administration was having a really strong non-example. Right. Not only the effect it had on me, but then I, w I would see the morale of the teachers around me just getting lower and lower and lower. And I kind of thought, this is not the way that it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, I think that a school could be high-performing and a happy place to be at. Yep. And so that kind of inspired me to, to go out and make that happen. So for those who are thinking about potentially going into administration or just even leadership in general, what would be some advice that you would provide to them? I would definitely say, and I know it's, it's said a lot sometimes, don't forget your, your teacher hat, your teacher vision, because the most successful administrators that I've ever seen can still think like a teacher and relate to their teacher as well, while also getting the vision of the big picture across. Um, which is, you know, it's difficult to do sometimes. Um, but as long as you stay really relatable to your teachers and remind them that the decisions you're making are in the best interest of the kids, may not always be exactly what they want or may not always be what the parents want, but at the end of the day, you'll get the most people behind you and you can say, this decision was made in the best interest of children. Right. When you went to a teacher, to an administrator, what was maybe one of the biggest challenges that you had? That's a great question. Um, so, you know, I went from teacher to AP, and a lot of people do teacher, instructional coach, AP, yep. which I probably would highly recommend. 
uh, because I feel like I spent the first two or three months kind of playing catch up to some of the things that most coaches learn first yep. um, as far as how to give effective feedback to teachers. Um, what are you looking for in an observation? Because I went and I was uh, promoted mid-semester. Wow. So I went from one week instructing fourth graders to the next week um, doing walkthroughs. Right. I mean, so that's quite a change. And so definitely, I would say, take the time to, even while you're a teacher on your conference period, go and observe other teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just get a feel for what it's like to be in other classrooms and start to um, learn how to catch the look-fors and uh, things that, that jump out to you so that when you when you make the transition, just the presence of being in another teacher's classroom isn't a shock almost. Yeah. You can hear Todd in the background. The excitement level is awesome at this conference. Oh, yeah. Um, your session was amazing. I definitely want my listeners to connect with you. So how can they connect with you on social media? So right now, uh, my biggest presence uh, for professional work and the things that I talk about with positive psychology are on Twitter and my Twitter handle is at Principal Tyson um, and then I'm also on Facebook uh, Tyson Lee Jones I live in Dallas Texas so usually one of the first ones that pop up there but I would love to connect if you have more questions about a journey to administration if you're trying to decide if it's the right decision for you or get some more ideas behind it or if you want to learn more about happiness or positive psychology um, I'm happy to connect about any of those things. Tyson I got so much from your session it was obvious that you were um, so passionate about this subject, and it is one that is so important with mental health and with education. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Aspire podcast, and make sure you tune in for the next episode with an amazing guest, Kevin Butler. And if I can assist in any way in your leadership journey, please reach out through social media or at my website, joshstamper.com.